Thank you for downloading the sermon podcast of Calvary Chapel of Mercer County. Enjoy the message. So Genesis 32, this is actually a pretty interesting chapter. Um, a lot of interesting stuff going on and some, I think some important uh, insights here. Um, does somebody want to catch us up where we were last week? What we talked about when we last left our intrepid Jacob. <clears throat> Laban, when he stole uh, or um, met up with them with Jacob because okay. he, you know, ran away. Right. And then it ended with them making a covenant between each other, okay. saying that they wouldn't come near each other again, pretty much. Okay. So his his father-in-law, I know his uncle-in-law, chased him and then confronted him, and then Jacob basically told him off and. You know, they split part ways, I guess, in good, good, in good manner. So what's what? So what was what was Jacob looking looking forward to next after dealing with Laban? Another De- disaster. <laughs> dealing with his brother. Yeah. His next trial. Who can? So what did we? So when they when Jacob left, did they leave on good terms? No. No. Mm-hmm. And and actually, I don't even know if. I guess Isa knew that Jacob ran away, but it's actually his mother, Rebecca, that told him, you need to leave because your brother has it out for you. He wanted to kill him. Right. And and what was the reason for the... Because he tricked them. Jacob stole, stole the, the birthright. Sure. The blessing. The blessing, yeah. the blessing yeah. right? Yeah. So there was a whole bunch of <laughs> things going on there. Um, so, 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 he got, so he got dealt with Laban. Now his next thing is he's got to meet Esau, which it seems from... From this account, that he may have actually been worse, uh, more fearful, if you will. Um, there's a few things that come in that we'll, we'll touch on that um, I guess he wasn't really expecting. So, but so let's look at verse one and two first. So it says, um, Jacob went on his way, and the angels of God met him. And when Jacob saw them, he said, "This is God's camp." So we called the name of the place Mahanaim. And so, um, I, I guess you can uh, you can think that God sort of knew Jacob needed another little bit of encouragement. So God allows Jacob to see that there are angels right there. Um, and I actually have a little, let's see if we can do this. One, right? Yep. Okay, so here we here we are. <clears throat> this is a map. So you can see Sea of Galilee, and then if you go a little bit south, you see on the uh, right hand side Mahanaim. So Jacob is basically coming back in. Remember, he would he would be way up. He'd be way up in the upper side here, maybe even farther even uh, east than is shown here, more to the right. And so now he's making his way down. Um, Technically, if he crosses that river, the Jordan River, he's in the Promised Land, but he hasn't quite got there yet. And if you look down here, Edom, that's basically the other name for Esau, right? 
So he, that's where Esau was sort of living, I guess, at the time. Um, so he's in this place called Mehenaim, and I think I've got a picture here. One picture. So it's basically, there's a river, the River Jabuk, that goes through it. It's mountainous. It's, uh, you know, it's wilderness, basically. I don't <laughs> think that road was there at the time, but... Um, that's cool. <laughs> so that's what it looks like. And then just as a reminder, so here's, here's Jacob's travels from the start on your lower, on the lower um, left. Yeah, lower left. So he went up, he at Bethel, right, house of God. Went up, went up, went up. Haran is the, is there, is the arrow at the top. Hey, it's not showing up. What's going on here? Ah. <laughs> Haran is up there somewhere, trust me. Up in the top of that loop, he points more north, and then he's coming back down. So now he's going to get ready to cross the river. So that's sort of the, the big loop he's just made. So anyways. So the angels of God meet him at Mehenaim. And the name of that, that word actually means two camps. So Jacob named the place two camps. Um, it's interesting that he saw angels at Bethel when he was leaving. God encouraged him. And now he's coming back to the promised land and he sees angels. So, you know, sort of God was... God was in it, and we know that uh, angels are sent as ministering spirits, Hebrew says, for those who would inherit salvation. So it's kind of neat to think that that's what their job is, according to God's word, is, you know, they're obviously exercising God's will, but they're actually sent as people to help us out. So God's definitely uh, showing that to, to Jacob. Um, it's interesting also that we don't have any record that they spoke anything to Jacob. It's just that he saw them. So this actually, can anybody think of another time when somebody somebody saw angels and not necessarily interacted with them, but it was to their encouragement? Well, Joshua. Okay. Uh, Jesus, okay. Right? Did Joshua talk to anybody? Well, he might have talked to... I think he did. It he says did. The, the uh, commander of the Lord of Hosts. Huh? And the 40 days right after he got, Satan came. Right, so it said they ministered to him. Minister Didn't Elisha's servant? Yeah. So can you remember oh, the story? Yeah. I kind of do. There was people coming after yeah, Elisha. The Syrian and, army. And when you open up the guy's eyes, right? To see the... Yeah, yeah they, so, so there's they ran away. Or more with us than with them or something. Yeah. So yeah. Elisha said, or prayed, Lord... Let him see the angels too, right? You know, because he thought he was alone and they were going to kill him. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly the example that I was thinking of was Elisha. Um, you know, basically saying, "Okay, so I'm, I'm terrified," and then all of a sudden, God opens his eyes and he's like, "Okay." <laughs> I guess we're okay. Right. right, and this actually says angels, so there was more than one. Um, and we know that there's another place in the scripture where it talks about um, even one angel was enough to take out 85,000. Yeah. I'm sure it could have been even more, but that's all he had oh, sure. to kill. So. 185,000. 185,000. So there's multiples yep. here. Now, Jacob Shortly didn't have any of this to rely on, but mm-hmm. you know, this is just stuff that we can take the whole scripture and look at. Um, and then the name Mehanaim. So some people thought, some people think that it means, okay, so he sees. Basically, his family is a camp, and he sees the 
the angels as a camp. Visible so it's a place of two camps. Yeah. yeah. Spiritual, physical. But it could also mean that his eyes were opened and he saw this camp of angels that had been escorting him from Laban to this point, right? And now he's going to cross over the, into the promised land. And now there's another camp of angels that are going to take him from here into the promised land. So, and that, that sort of comes along the lines of there seems to be some indication in Scripture that there's territorial protection. You know, the certain angels are assigned in certain places. So it could be that these were the angels that were assigned to this part, and now they're going to basically hand off protection to the other, and then they'll be the escorts the rest of the way in. So, so two verses, quite a bit of stuff there. There's obviously nothing that was said, but it, it, it seems... It seemed like it was given as to Jacob as, a, as an encouragement so that he wouldn't be afraid. Yeah, we'll right. see how well that worked out. <laughs> um, does, can somebody read verses 3 through 8? Oh, actually, anybody else have anything to say on that before we move on? I like that my Bible has, for the beginning of the chapter, it's, uh, the title, it's, I liked it. It said, Jacob the Supplanter becomes Israel a prince with God. Uh, yes, that comes later on. <laughs> We're going to talk a little bit about the whole thing. Or yeah, we'll talk about that. So can somebody read 3 through 8? Three through eight, you said? Yeah. And Jacob sent messengers before him to Esau, his brother, unto the land of Seir, the country of Edom. And he commanded them, saying, Thus shall ye speak unto my lord Esau. Thy servant Jacob saith thus, I have sojourned with Laban, and stayed there until now. And I have oxen and asses, flocks, and manservants, and women servants. And I have sent to tell my Lord that I may find grace in thy sight. And the messengers returned to Jacob, saying, We came to thy brother Esau, and also he cometh to meet thee, and four hundred men with him. Then Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed, and he divided the people that was with him, and the flocks and herds and the camels into two bands, and said, If Esau come to the one company and smite it, then the other company which is left shall escape. All right, thanks. So, um, Jacob obviously uh, wants to meet with his brother, um, but what does he what does he do? Like, get scared. He does when he gets responsible. Well, he's splitting up his party, right? To you know, he's basically creating lines of defense. But what is so? What is that, let's say there? What is his overture to Esau at this point? Oh, it's on the front end. Appeasement. Well, yeah, he's giving him okay. So he says, he uses the term, my lord Esau. Now, he is the older brother by a few minutes, apparently, but, you know. He's He's showing deference. Yes. Very that proverb scripture where it says something about the gift appeases the person or something. I can't remember. Yeah, we'll get to that. (laughs) Hold that thought. Um, And what does he, so so he, the message that he sends to, to Esau, what is, like, he's trying to tell him that, Trying to reassure him he's not coming to attack. Absolutely. He's got enough wealth. Right, so God blessed him. He's not coming to ask for a handout from his brother Esau, right? Um, And and maybe, you know, to let him know that there, you know, I assume that Esau probably took over everything that Isaac and Rebekah had at that point. Because he was the one that stayed behind. So he's basically saying, I'm not going to ask you for anything out of the inheritance. Maybe the scene. Well, response he's making a statement. He's showing that he doesn't need. He's not coming back to take anything. Absolutely. Right. He might be just trying to soften and 
softens it. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, so I said he's... The encounter with the tree. He's sending out feelers. <laughs> put, right? out a, right. put out a buffer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he'd go and say he wants something because the dude already wanted to kill him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, it, and it seems now... At this point, Jacob's name is still Jacob. Okay, so he hasn't... <laughs> you know, there's some indication that there's been some changes in his heart. Um, but it's pretty clear... I mean, Esau was his brother. He grew up with him. It's pretty clear that Jacob wanted to be reconciled, right? Yeah. He 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 wanted to. Uh, I mean, he he'd been tricked and mistreated by Laban, and so maybe that reflected on him, like, oh, I know how it feels now. Right. You know, in a big way, for 20 years I was, you know, yeah. and I, you know, I can understand how my brother would would be very mad at this. Um, so. He, you know, maybe he really does want to be reconciled, and I think he really does want to be reconciled with his brother. Um, however, the response he gets it from Laban, uh, from uh, Esau, is somewhat um, threatening, I guess, because yeah, he was just pursued by Laban and all his men. You know, they weren't coming. And he's got four hundred. He's got four hundred, and I'm sure these guys were were, you know, rugged people, just like you know. Just like Esau, wild, oh, that was uh, Israel, right? Wild donkey of a man. Esau was <laughs> hairy man. <laughs> the man um, of the field. Huh? He was a man of the field. Yeah. So, rugged. Ah. Smelled bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, as far as what the servants returned back to Jacob with the, with the message from Esau, well, actually, there was no words. Basically, all it was was Esau's coming, he's got 400 guys with him. So, Jacob freaks out. I guess that would be a He's going into self-defense terminology. <laughs> um, now it's possible Esau could have been could have been. Oh, great! I'll go see my brother and I'll take these men and help. Actually, help them because he, if he said he had all this stuff, then maybe he needs some help. So, it's it's not, it's not clear. But you can if you if you assume Esau still is the the bad guy, then he was coming to to wipe out. Jacob. Um, so Jacob freaks out, um, divides the group in two. Now, what does this say about the fact he just saw angels and he knew that they were protecting him, but yet he goes and does this? He's not trusting in the Lord here. Okay. Mm -hmm. he's, he's not trusting and he's making his own plan, which we often do. We give it to <laughs> right. God and then we make our own plan. Absolutely. And and the worst thing of all is he's putting himself in the back. He's putting everybody else in harm's way in front of him. Yeah. Yeah. One of the commentators I was reading said, yeah, that's really great, Jacob. Stick the women and children first. <laughs> you know. Um, I think from this, this one to the next one, it's like different trials to take him out of his flesh, you know. Oh, yeah. I think there definitely is a going back and forth here. Right? Um, but he, he obviously, yeah, he's interesting. He obviously has fear. And he does the only thing that... Well, it, it's a good strategic decision, right? We're, uh, we're told, actually, I think it's Ecclesiastes, you know, set your portions in, what does it say, like six or seven, because you don't know whether this will work or that will work. So it's not a, I mean, that's talking about, like, investing in that right. diversification. See, look, it's not yes. diversification in the Bible. <laughs> but he obviously was thinking, well, I don't want my whole family to get wiped out, so let's just split up and, you know. Maybe the ones can get away if he, my brother really is going to kill me. So, but he wasn't obviously evidencing much trust. Um, 
But, so there you go. Then he, then he looks like he's turning back to God again. Somebody want to read 9 through 12? Okay, I'll read. Okay. And Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham, and God of my father Isaac, the Lord which saith unto me, Return unto thy country, and to thy kindred, and I will dwell, deal well with thee. I am not worthy of the least of all the mercies, and of all the truth which thou hast showed unto thy servant. For with my staff I passed over this Jordan, and now I am become two bands. Deliver me, I pray thee, for the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him, lest he will come and smite me, and the mother with the children. And thou saith, I will surely do thee good, and make thy seed as the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered for multitude. And he lodged there that same night. Right, can we uh, let's stop there? Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, okay, so this is good, right? Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. He freaks out, and then what does he do? Right. Take it to the Lord. <laughs> Takes it to the Lord, and he and he comes to the Lord in a in a in a good way, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He basically. So, what are some good things in this in this prayer that we have? Well, he says he's not worthy. Okay. He's good. Humble. Right. Humility. He's acknowledging God's kindness and faithfulness. Okay. It's always good to do. <laughs> and he's taking up his promises that he promised. Right. So he's quoting God's word back to him, yeah. saying, You said this, mm-hmm. and if Esau comes and kills my kids, then this promise isn't going to come true, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's always a good thing. You know, I know there's a, there's several books. I don't know if it's multiple books. I think I have one or two of them. It's like, you know, the promises of God. It's like a little leather-bound thing, and, mm-hmm. you know... But somebody, in a, you know, went through and systematically pulled out hundreds of promises that God has made. Now, we have to be careful because some of them are very specific to people. And Israel, Israel, um, they get the land. The church wasn't, and us Christians weren't promised the land, but we are a type of Israel. So some of those spiritual promises obviously apply to us. Um, so, but it's always good to to uh, pray back to God His promises and obviously His word directly. Um, uh, calls himself God's servant. Yep, that's good. good place to be. And if he's the king, then he has to take care of his, his people, right? Um, or master, he has to take care of his, his servants. Um, Maybe he's kind of repenting here with the and now I am become two bands that he went ahead and before the Lord and did something. Mm-hmm. Like that was flesh and then prayed. Right. He should have done it vice versa. Right. You know, we'll eat that with a special little bit. <laughs> a little bit more. A little bit more. Um, anybody else? Anything? Okay. So, recap. He sees the angels. Encouragement. He sends to Jake. He sends to Esau. He gets back an answer. Freaks out. Goes to God. Assuming that he's going to rely on God. Hmm. And let's look at 13 through 21. <laughs> Can somebody read that? Just one quick aside. Right? Oh, yeah. My, my, one of my notes says, 
in this passage, this was the first time he referred to God as O Lord. Oh, that's true, because what did we hear him calling him last week? Does anybody remember? No. Here? The God of my father, Abraham, or yeah, father Isaac and father right. Abraham. And he also called him the what of Isaac? <coughs> the God the of The fear of Isaac in, my, in the ESV. Called yeah. The fear of Isaac. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, well, that's interesting. I, if that's a first occurrence, then that's, that's very interesting. And he had said, when, I think when he left, you know, if you do this for me, you know, you will be my God. But so now he's actually, I think, subjecting himself. Yeah. And, and right. it, you know, come to that point. It's no longer just his father's God or, right. you know, the mm. God of his grandfather. It's now his God. Right. And so what you said is there's a series of things that are happening that are pushing him. Right. Just like our lives. If, you know, we have so many trials. Although he seems to be getting it all at once. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's really been so many years, but reading it, yeah, it seems like... Well, no, I'm saying in this position, oh, yeah, yeah. there's only like one or two days worth right, of time yeah. here. Um, and I'm trying to figure out that this prayer almost looks like um, a model of the the Lord's Prayer, where he's acknowledging God, he's he's giving God the, the glory due to him, he's asking for... Um, you know, you the, trying to look at it. Hallowed be thy name. He's calling him um, kind, kind, loving kindness and faithfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, he's asking to be delivered um, from evil. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's kind. Of, it, I don't quite see it yet, but there's some parallels there. Sure. I think that yeah. One thing I forgot to mention is he's very specific in his prayer as well, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't just say, "Oh God, protect me." Right. You know, bless me. He says, protect me from my brother, from the hand of Esau. For yeah, I, says, I fear him, yeah. Right. So he's acknowledging to God that he's afraid. Yeah. And that's not a bad place to be. You know, we, we, we always say, well, you know, he's giving us not a, you know, a spirit of fear, but of, you know. Right. But that doesn't necessarily mean you can't confess your fear to God, because he's right. the one that's able to take take the fear away and replace it with boldness. I like that he was specific and then quoted the promise. Right. Okay, so he gets, a, he gets, now he's got a, he had a thumb up when the angels, okay, and then maybe a thumb down when he got freaked out and he split him and now he's got a back of thumb up <laughs> for praying, being, being, being uh, direct to God about it. Okay, so what does he do next? Let's look at 13 to 21. Somebody want to read that? All righty. So he spent the night there. Then he selected from what he had with him a present for his brother Esau, 200 goats, 20 and 20 male goats, uh, 200 female goats, I should, sorry, uh, 200 ewes and 200 ram, and 20 rams, the mel- 30 milking ca- camels and their colts, Forty cows and ten bulls, twenty female donkeys and ten male donkeys, and he delivered them into the hand of of his servants, every drove by itself, and said to his servants, "Pass on before me and put a space between droves." And he commanded the one in front, saying, "When my brother Esau meets you and asks." 
you saying, to whom do you belong, and where are you going, and to whom do all these animals in front of you belong, then you shall say, these belong to your servant Jacob. It is a present sent to you, my lord Esau, and behold, he is also behind us. Then he commanded also the second and third, and all those who followed the droves, saying, After this this manner you shall speak to Esau when you find him, and you shall say, Behold, your servant Jacob also is behind us. For he said, I will appease him with the present that goes before me. Then afterward I will see his face, perhaps he will accept me. So the present passed on before him, while he spent him, so himself spent the night in the camp. Okay. So, um, Jacob just got done praying that he would be delivered, and now what does he do? He made his own plan. <laughs> <laughs> made his own plan. So the seesaw goes back the other way. Okay. No, I'm not. I'm not saying it's bad. I think there's some really interesting things in here. I mean, I guess my question here is: Would there be some kind of custom, possibly, that called for this? Well, I think, you know, we we said we said before that he he really does want to reconcile with his brother, right? The amount of stuff that he gave him, it wasn't just a trinket. Like, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's a significant. A and he also just just send him silver and gold and say, "Here, I'll pay you for what you think I robbed you." He actually gave him what, what I wrote, the gift that keeps on giving, right? Yeah. He basically gave him breeding stock for all the animals that he would ever need. Um, they, you know, they say the proportions that he gave, you know, so many females and then the, the males, they said that would have, you know, multiplied exponentially as soon as they started um, yeah. mating. Um, so he gave him, and the fact that he gave him that much, it's kind of reflects on how much he had been blessed. That's if he could crazy. give up that much, how much would, did he have, like, talent behind him? Or maybe it's in front of him now, but... Um, I animals and people. <laughs> yeah, so he really, he really uh, plundered Laban when he, uh, when he left. Took um, all his milk camels. Yeah, I was, was like, <laughs> ugh, yuck. Well, it's interesting on that. We're the only culture on the planet that drinks cow milk. Oh, we are. Everybody else drinks either goat, goat or camel. Yeah. Really? Well, mostly goat. <laughs> I don't really hear too many people saying, "Bring that camel over here. I need a drink." I wonder why we did that. It's kind of weird. I, was like, I need to I don't smoke. Know, but it is interesting. With camels, you use soap. You use smoke. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, so what's he? Obviously, he says what he's trying to do. He's trying to appease his brother, right, by giving him a gift. Um, it could just be, again, a, a confirmation that, no, brother, I really, I got blessed, and I, I want to, you know, give something back to you. Um, there's a Proverbs 15.1 that says, A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. So let's assume that Esau was up to, ready to kill him. So here's a guy that's sending you this huge bounty, you know, it's going to make you wonder, you know, maybe I won't kill the guy. <laughs> like that proverb, like I was saying, I forget the 
So that could turn on him too. You're presented with so much wealth, right. and you've got that kind of anger in your heart. Mm -hmm. Like, well, what else is behind there? What else yeah. can I take? True. True. Yeah. Being human nature. And you said what a little at a time here, some of them, and then oh yeah, it comes sure. A you, more, know, <laughs> you know, that's kind of like what is. Uh, I don't know. There's a process by which you. I don't know if it shows up again in the Bible where the gifts just keep getting bigger. Um, to just keep showing, to show up that that wealth. Um, Almost seems like by the time he got it through all that stuff and actually got to Jacob, he's like, well, how can you be mad anymore? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, definitely. I mean, Jacob was, he was yeah. thinking, and I definitely think he was, yeah, you know, wanted to cast, cast, you know, scorn on the guy. He was thinking, this is what you do when you think a guy's going to come kill you. <laughs> you, you know, you try to, you basically try to pay a ransom for your That's life. That's not what I do. I go the other way and don't <laughs> well, come back. <laughs> but he didn't, he couldn't go the other way because there was a mound built, right? right? Couldn't go back. Um, you think maybe the Lord wanted him to do that for what he had done? Well, so that's the question that comes up. Is this, is he really doing this part part of it because um, he wanted to really reconcile? And the important word here is restitution, right? Yeah. Right For the blessing that he stole. Now, he's only giving him physical things. Esau will never have the, the spiritual yes. blessing of, of, you know, of, being the in the lineage of the of the of the Messiah. never wanted. He just wanted the blessing. That's the, the right. So he's given him what he the given him what he wants. Um, could this be compensation for quote unquote stealing Esau's blessing? Could this be in his mind? You know, it's a huge. It's a huge amount again. So it it could be. Um, and the lot. Oh, go ahead. I don't think so because he knows that it, that what he stole was spiritual and he, seems like he's just trying to uh, appease him him, and uh, so he's not as quite as angry. Sure. But I think what Chris said is Esau may not have that spiritual thing in mind even, right? Yeah, because he didn't care when he got he gave it to him for that the bowl the of porridge or whatever. Right. He didn't care about that. He cared about the actual blessing, the physical things right. that he was going to inherit from his father. Yeah, I think. You know what I mean? Not so, the Messiah and all that kind of right. stuff. That he's like, oh, when's that going to come? You know, that's right. what I thought. So Paul, I def he def he says he's trying to appease. So that's yeah. not an issue. But I think there might be this other thing that's working in, you know, to kind of show this change in Jacob's heart mm -hmm. that he's trying to make things right, if you will. And that we do sounds have, good. Yeah, and we have examples in the in the in the law. There were there's um, you know several <clears throat> sections of the of the of the law that was given in Exodus on restitution. Right, so here's here's just a few from Exodus 21 and 22. Um, let's see. So here's one about uh, if you end up. So if a man's ox butts another's, if a man's ox butts another's uh, ox so that it dies, then they shall sell the live ox and share its price, and the dead beast shall be the one to belong back to the guy that whose ox killed the other guy's ox. So there was restitution. Right. You know, you had to make amends for that. Um, if uh, then stealing, if a man steals an ox for a sheep or kills it and sells it, he shall pay, repay five oxen for an ox and four sheep for a sheep. So, the the law laid out you know things to be rest, make restitution for, and I've seen this um, worked out in you know in Christian life, people that maybe were a thief. 
and got saved. Um, oftentimes, you know, if they're in a Bible-believing church, they're encouraged, you know what? If you can, go make restitution to the person right. that you stole from. You know, I, I don't know what they... Yeah, I don't know what they do for murder. Obviously, they would probably go ask for forgiveness, right? They really can't bring back the, the child or the wife or whatever that they killed, but... Um, so there's a there's a reconciliation that's that's a, that's a that's a vein through the entire scripture, and it was clearly, um, you know, maybe this was something that was on Jacob's mind that, you know what I I did, by trickery, my my mother's trickery. I did steal my brother's brother's blessing. It was always going to come to me anyways, but, you know, because <laughs> God that's the way God worked it. But, God will not be mocked. Too, right. right. What you said. Right. So. Um, <clears throat> So it, that may have been on his mind to make restitution, um, and this is this is interesting. So, as a contrast between the section when he prayed, and then this section, um, there's a there's a little anecdote that I found. So George Mueller, he was a, a very uh, big uh, missionary. I don't know whether he was India or China. But he was a, anyways, he was an important missionary in the, in the, in the 1800s, 1900s. Um, so George Mueller, a great man of faith and prayer, was once asked what was the most important part of prayer. He replied, the 15 minutes after I have said amen. No matter how great Jacob's prayer was, his faith will be seen in what he has done after the prayer. So, you get an indication. So, you know, again, don't want to cast scorn on the guy, but... We could go either way, like we were saying. <laughs> either he's doing that out of fear and the flesh, or he's doing it because God put it in his well, heart. I think this is an illustration of the where he's ultimately going to go, but it's you know the flesh versus sure. his you know spiritual. You being. mean he might be having to wrestle with something? Okay, so it's night time. Okay, so we got it's night time. He sent out these these flocks. Um, one by one, he's telling them, moreover, you know, give them to the Esau and then say, moreover, you know, your servant Jacob is coming. Your servant Jacob is coming, right? So again, he puts himself in the, in the humility spot. And then we get to this very, very interesting section. Would somebody like to read 22 to the end? same night he arose and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his eleven children, and crossed the, the ford of the Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream and everything else that he had. And Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched his hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, Let me go, for the day is broken. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And he said to him, What is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then he said, Your name shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel. For you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, Please, tell me your name. But he said, Why is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel? Yeah, Peniel. 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 
saying, For I have seen God face to face, and yet my life has been delivered. The sun rose upon him as he passed. Peniel? <laughs> Limping. Penuel. Penuel, thank you. Limping because of his hip. Therefore to this day the people of Israel do not eat the sinew of the thigh that is on the hip socket because he touched the socket of Jacob's hip on the sinew of the thigh. All right. So, Jacob is still there with his family, right? Um, and he's going to cross over in the promised land, and, and I guess he's going to expect to meet Esau on the other side. <clears throat> or the Jabuk. I think the Jabuk must run this way, right? So he's going south. Um, so, first thing he does is get his family and the rest of his possessions across. So you can imagine it's a ford, so that's usually the place where the water might be the lowest. You can actually move people across as opposed to like rapids or anything like that. That's why they're the best cars. <laughs> they're still around. <laughs> this is fjord, I think, isn't it? Fjord? No, Ford, it's a shallow spot. Crossing. <laughs> um, so you can imagine he's doing this and, and, you know, going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. He gets everybody across, so maybe this is his last, he's getting ready for his last trip, he's going back, he's making sure, you know, he put out the campfire, doesn't want to start a forest fire, you know. He's on by himself, and all of a sudden, this man shows up, and it says he wrestled, a man wrestled with Jacob. So some, some thing stopped him from actually crossing back over and joining up with his family. And he ended up, you know, wrestling with this man until the breaking of the day. So, anything strange or odd about... <laughs> was that right before the land of promise, too? Sure, so he hasn't gotten in... He's, right. He can't go back over. Right, so he has right. to deal with God now. Right. Before he can go to the land of that supposedly Christ that is wrestling with him, right? Oh, uh, it's either a theophany or a Christophany, right. yeah. Um, well, I guess that's, all Christophanies are theophanies, but all theophanies are not Christophanies. So, just like when when Moses saw the burning bush, I think that was God the Father because I said he said, I am... Well, Christophany is a bodily. So true, true. There's a, right. there's a, a man's body true. involved. Yeah. Well, Whatever that looked like, right? But it was a man. It was always right. described as, as a man, like lamb as opposed to right, as opposed right. to fire that's fire. not that's not consuming, right? An all-consuming, unconsuming fire. Sure, right. That makes any sense. <laughs> the bush wasn't being consumed by it. That was a right. theophany because right. there was no human body involved. Right. That's yeah. like really the hmm. kind of one of those Christ heavier lines. The I am too. Remember, he, was he like did before Abraham. I right. am. Okay, we can't get into the Trinity, we don't have time. Okay, so anyway, yes. so, okay, so a man shows up and starts wrestling. And so the man took the initiative to start wrestling with Jacob and not let him get back across and, right. and rejoin his family. And they wrestled until daybreak. Now, some people have tried to spiritualize this and say, oh, no, it just meant that Jacob had a really long, quiet time and he was, he was wrestling with the Lord in prayer and, you know, I've never like, had a quiet time where my hip came out of the socket. <laughs> that is yeah. Exactly true. Yeah. <laughs> but there are obviously spiritual parallels that we can draw from this, right? That 
that our dealings with God can be a struggle, right. a wrestling. We're told, you know, um, that Paul wrestled in prayer for the pe- for some of the people that he was writing to. Right. Struggled in prayer. Or I said your brother, I don't remember which one it was, he, he mentioned one of the other apostles and said, he struggles earnestly in prayer for you, one right. of the, in the New Testament. So there's, there is some, some parallels there. Um, we know that God does sometimes touch us in prayer, right. not physically, but, you know, now he's put you in, let's put this way, knocks the legs out from underneath right, you right. in prayer. Um, and that God, and that Jacob had kind of the right attitude, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Right. You know, that's part of the clinging in, in prayer to God that is, that keep is, on, keep, keep on. on, keep on, that's right. It's interesting too how God, you know, created us that to build muscle, you have to struggle. Mm. And yeah, to grow stronger, you have to endure some kind of affliction. Sure. You know, in yeah, a, right. it's, well, I think when you for lack of words, don't you rip? You yeah, tear, you, you tear, and you rip. But grows, and and when people grow stronger in, uh, I don't know, battle plans, they don't do that sitting at a table. Yeah, they do that by being in a battle. Yeah, and I think it's interesting too, like because it's the same thing with our prayer life. We when we pray and we struggle in prayer and we. We dig into the word too. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. It's all spiritualizing this. Sure, sure, sure. You know where this was actually a physical wrestling, I right, believe. Right. Um, but it just shows that God created us, and God will put obstacles in our way. And God'll God'll take us, and He'll twist us, and He'll churn us up. He'll rip us apart. He'll cut us. And the whole time we're saying, "What are you doing, God? <laughs> what are you doing to me? What, how could you let this happen?" And then we look back, and we're like get to talk to someone and say, yeah, I went through that. Mm. And this is what I did. And and it's just just growing us and strengthening us and spiritually, you know, in our hearts and in our prayer lives and in our study techniques and in our closeness to Him, really. He wants to bring us closer and sometimes that takes a little bit of wrestling. Well, no, like Chris said, though, that usually happens over years. Yeah. Yeah. Jacob's getting it, like, all at once. This is like a perfect training. But if you think about it, it's been 20 years. What well, has been? Has been. This is the culmination. So, when he got saved, right. yeah. <laughs> and I like that his, it kind of shows us, like, now his flesh is crippled, so he has to live by faith now. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, we mentioned that the man, now some have said that it was, it was an angel, angel of the Lord. Clearly, he had the name of the Lord in him. Um, we hear about that in Exodus. When it says, my angel will go before you, his name is in me, his name is in him, you must obey him, if you do not, he isn't going to forgive your, you know. So, I actually do think it, it was a theophany, Christophany. God face to face. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he, he defines it later. Right. And God and doesn't give him an answer when he says, what's your name? Because he knows that Jacob knows who's he, who he is. Yeah. But because he doesn't identify himself, and the, the verse doesn't, then it says, ooh, there's mystery here. Well, what was again. it that uh, somebody asked his name, and he said, why do you ask my name? See, there's another wonderful. place, yeah. Where is that? I don't remember where that uh, I'm drawing is. a blank on where it is. Yeah, that came up when I was re- when I was doing this uh, doing this workup, but I don't remember where the verse was. Why do you, he says, why do you ask me? Oh, wait a minute, it was when... Come uh, on, I know, it's there. Somebody was, somebody was asking about... Uh, kids or something. He said, why do you ask my name? Because my name is wonderful, he says. Maybe Samson? 
Maybe, maybe later maybe on. Maybe Samson, judges. Mm -hmm. yeah. He said, what is your name? And he said, why do you ask my name, seeing it's wonderful? Yeah. Not saying, my name is wonderful, why are you asking me my name? No, <laughs> why are you asking my name? My name is wonderful. Like, right. And who do we know that they call wonderful counselor? The yeah. Prince, Prince of, of Peace. The Almighty God. God the you know, Everlasting it's like, Father. It's one of his names. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think he by. knew that God, I think he knew yeah. that Jacob knew who he was. So, he's asking rhetorical Why questions. Why are you asking me? <laughs> Why are you asking me my name? Just because I asked your name, you're not allowed to ask my name. Yeah. You know. Um, but that's an important point, and we're going to hit that for in, in a minute here. Um, okay, so... So here's another question. They're wrestling. Jacob, a man, is wrestling with, let's just say, God in, in a physical form. They're physically wrestling, and it says, the man saw that he could not overpower Jacob. What is that? That seems crazy. I think it just means that he would have just kept going and going. Like, you know, not in the sense, like, overpower, but like, you know, like, hey, I want to get out of here sometime tonight, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're saying Jacob was just being so persistent. Yeah, like, you know, he wouldn't stop until you blessed me, you know. I think it's neat, too, that God didn't just exercise, you know. Just, he could have just said, yeah, yeah sure. Uh -huh. But he allowed Jacob to feel like he had the upper hand. Sure. And he allowed Jacob to actually wrestle with him. He didn't use, he, he came to him as a man. Sure. You know, and then yeah. God, then he crippled his flesh. Right. You know, like, look. I'm gonna go now. Right. Right. So he so like he that. condescends like what I did to, Joel to meet Jacob where he was. Right. So he yeah. comes down to his level, and you know, kind of let quote unquote lets Jacob get the upper hand. His words were, "Let me go." Like he couldn't really just right. You know, or just go poof and disappear. Like he appeared. Like he appeared. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so God is God is. Uh, Gracious and condescending to to where meet us where we need to be met. Mm -hmm. um, and Jacob, to his credit, was um, persistent, um, desperate. Once <clears throat> once God touched his hip, he was completely dependent on hanging on this guy to to be upright. I guess you know. I mean, obviously, he was limping, but I can imagine when it first happened. I mean, <coughs> I've had I've had back back pains, and it's it's excruciating. And let alone if it was actually taking the hip out of joint. Yeah. I can't imagine how that would have felt, like initially. I pulled my thumb out of the socket <laughs> once. I can still feel it thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> That's not fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he was completely dependent. Um, and why do you think God then, why do you think God, you know, touched his hip and kind of knocked it out of joint? There's probably multiple reasons we can. I think it was given a, trying to give him a visual picture of his flesh that it can't be relied upon, good. and that yeah. your flesh is no good. Like, look here, you've been striving in your flesh all this time. Yeah. Let's take it out of you Here's physically. <laughs> now you have to rely on somebody else or a yeah. crutch. You have to have this crutch now for the rest of your life. Right. So there was his blessing, you know. Yeah. So that he was he was powerless. Obviously, he'd be absolutely no shape to meet Esau. Yeah. At this point, <laughs> he can't even run now. Right? Yeah, that's right. You can't yeah. even run. <laughs> Take the kids and children. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, 
So, can anybody think of that? Leah first. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I actually was the concubine first, yeah, but then Leah. But even Rachel, whom he loved. Yeah, he put her last. I lady. could never figure that out. He loved her so much, but he still put yeah. her in arm's way before himself. Yeah. So he apparently loved himself still a whole lot more. Right. Well, although, although unless wives. he was kind of maybe he was depending on, okay, even if Esau really wants to kill me, maybe there was still some honor system there that Esau right. wouldn't kill his wife. Kill kids. everybody, yeah. Right? I don't know. That's why I put Leah first. Because yeah. <laughs> he didn't like, you know, so can anybody think of a, a Bible verse that might go along with God um, knocking out Jacob's, you know, sense of power? And yeah, right here, we just read it. No, no, no. I mean a New Testament <laughs> verse. <laughs> like a, uh, let's see, a biblical principle. That would, uh, there you go. We wrestle not with... Um, Flesh, but against principalities. Okay, so not relying on the flesh, got to go into the spiritual, spiritual mm -hmm. realm. How about for uh, when I am weak, I am strong, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, well, Paul and I don't remember the, but Paul pleaded to have a thorn in the flesh yes. removed. My grace exactly. is sufficient for you. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But well, my power is made perfect in weakness. Right. So, so God obviously was trying to teach teach Jacob that, and it's a good good lesson that we can see. Um, so they're wrestling. You know, we get the touch hip socket, um, and then Jacob clinging to him, and he says, you know, the guy says, the man says, I want to, you know, let me go for the day is broken. Um, now, some said, you know, like like you said, that he just wanted to end it. But others said that God knew that Jacob was going to have to face his brother. The day it's, you know, it's, it's obvious that Esau is going to get there. So he knew that Jacob needed to get going, too. Jacob, you need to move from this spot of wrestling with me, and now go and meet your brother. So let me go. And then Jacob says, I will not let you go, go unless you bless me. Um, and then God says what... <laughs> What does God say to to uh, to Jacob after Jacob says, "I will not let you go unless you uh, unless you bless me." Ask you where to go. What's his, What's your name? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So what is he asking Jacob to do there? Change his personality. Changes. So what's his? Okay, what's his? What does Jacob mean? We talked about this a couple weeks ago. A thief. Seaver. Heel catcher, supplanter. Yeah, that's what your chapter verse says. Yeah, um, yeah. So he's basically asking Jacob to confess of who he was, right? Say your name. Okay, my name's Jacob. Jacob knew exactly what that meant, and he'd been living that out, you know, his whole life. <laughs> my name is Scoundrel. <laughs> So God wanted, basically was getting confession out of him. And so that's another part of this struggling, right, is we come to the point of, of confessing, um, you know, our character, whether it's specific. I mean, their names actually meant a lot to them. I don't know if we do that as much now. I think people try sometimes, but... Um, I think it's cool, but 
the changing of the name is that God got the confession of his life and who he was just in his name right. did characterize who he was. Right. Whether his parents knew that was going to happen or not, it, it, it happened. Right. And God took that when once he made that confession, he said, okay, you're not going to be that anymore. Now right. you'll be governed by God. Right. And it was a call to something higher as well as a blessing of, listen, you got, you you confessed, now here is a blessing for that. Right, right. Yeah, and then, then that's what God does to us, too, yeah. right? He, you know, he gives us a new name. We are in Christ. Right. And then at some point, you know, the Revelation talks about... We'll learn that name. We'll get a, yeah, we're each going to get another stone with a name on it that's our, you know, our eternal name, if you will, I guess. But, um, and we're all called by God's name as well, right? right? So you become, you, you stop being, we stop being children of disobedience, and we start becoming children of God, sons and daughters of the king, right. um, priests of God. You know, so God does that change in our lives. So it's, a, it's an interesting switch of confession sinfulness God says you will no longer be called there's a there's a, there's a song that we I don't know if, you know if it's like a common song but we used to sing in our church um, and it's taken out I think of Habakkuk you shall no longer be called you know uh, so it basically talks about you being you know uh, a widow you being you know divorced or an adulterer or whatever I can't remember what the exact term yeah, yeah, that's the little section right there. Yeah. That's Isaiah 62. Yeah. That's my password. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I know. Now we know. Now we know. You notice, too, that um, Abraham, when his name was changed, when he gave him the spirit to Abraham, the Abraham, <laughs> he always was called that. But Jacob, when he deals in his flesh, is called Jacob. Right. And Israel, when he deals in his spirit, because he don't always, he's not always called Jacob. Well, yeah, that's, that, yeah, well, somebody brought that up. He said, it doesn't seem like Jacob, you know, he's not referred to as Israel from this point forward. Yeah. He's referred to as Jacob a lot. And we see this showing up when, when actually it's interesting because the, uh, when the kingdom actually gets set up, um, some of these names get thrown around, you know, the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom and which one is called, you know, Ephraim kind of looks like it's all the northern kingdom and it's just... So yeah, so it's not it's not like a blanket. Everything's clear, and there's still some issues that Jacob has to work out here because, well, that's next couple weeks. Um, so, yeah, name change is uh, like you said. It's a it's a calling. It's not an absolute permanent, hundred percent change immediately. But I think it's it's cool that God gives them another name. Um, and so Israel, and even that name Israel itself. Um, so you said God rules. It's also been uh, translated triumphant with God, yeah. who prevails with God, Prince of God. I've heard. Um, yes. So, but all the meanings again center on God. So right, Jacob was himself, you know. Right. But now he's got God in his name. Um, or just like Abraham. <coughs> yeah. So it's important that then this would be considered the birth of Israel now, right? Like the actual as a people. Even though they were, yeah, well, yeah, because that, that name didn't didn't exist. exist, right? Although they did say there were some other places where that combination of words showed up in other, you know, because the languages, the Semitic languages, are somewhat similar. But obviously, this is where we would say Israel was born, if you will. Right. He's got eleven made. of the twelve tribes. Yeah. Yeah. 
And it was God the one who gave him the name too. So, um, and then yeah. So uh, in Christ, truly saved people have their name changed from saint to sinner, from sinner to saint, from child to disobedience to child of God. And you can probably go through and find a whole bunch of other things that God, you're no longer this, you're this, right? Yes. Um, yep. Jacob called the place Peniel, Penuel, Penuel, um, a place where he saw God face to face. And it's interesting because a little bit later we learn about Moses, and in the same chapter, it's funny because it says, um, uh, Exodus 33 says, Thus the Lord used to speak to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. And then a few verses later it says, God said, you cannot see my face, for no man shall see my face and live. So, I think he had a little bit of Christophany going on <laughs> in his life with the man that... In the tent, Moses was seeing Christ. But actually going up on the mountain. When, when God in his... Yeah, so... God form. It all really comes down to <laughs> grace. Grace and mercy that God let him see yeah. him, and he still lived. Right. Um, we know that one day we will see him face to face when he changes us to be as he is. Um, but God is God is who he is. He's holy. He's completely, you know, above and beyond us so that that our bodies can't handle that until we get our new bodies or we go to... Yeah, we'd be dead. Oh, we're dead. <laughs> yeah, once you're dead, you're fine. You can... Yeah. Um, <laughs> So then, interesting thing here too. I guess it's, it's wrapped this up. So, the sun rose. Obviously, he must have let go. Um, and then Jacob can then continue on. He has to limp across the river. Um, but now he has a continual reminder every moment of every day that God met with him. Um, God, you know, made him confess, and God changed his name. And, give him, and gave him a better calling of God rules as opposed to Jacob rules. Um, and so that was going to be with him for the rest of his life. Um, and the Israelites memorialized this, I guess if you would call it a stone of remembrance, by not eating that little piece of whatever it was, sinew, tendon, sinew, whatever. Like ligament. Yeah, ligament that was in the hip. Yeah. Because that's what was touched in, in Jacob when he... Uh, he uh, wrestled with God, so they they actually memorialized that. Um, and I did, you know, looking back on this, I did think there was a really interesting, you know, this is like a overall a picture of the gospel. Mm-hmm. So, you know, God initiates the contact with Jacob by showing up as the man across the across the river. There, he wrestles with Jacob, brings him to his knees, basically gets a confession out of him. Um, Jacob has nothing that he can do but cling on to God, so he has faith and trust. Um, again, uh, actually, God God brings him to his knees, so that's confession. God makes him say his names, repentance, and then God blesses Jacob, so he's justified in his in his presence. So I think it's kind of a neat, a neat picture there. Um, so that's the weird chapter thirty-two. I don't know if there's anything else weird in the rest rest of here, but. Anybody else? You know, real quick, um, you know, I've been studying Timothy in our fellowship, but it's, it's real neat. Um, 
it kind of goes real well with it, but I mean, the times that Paul and Timothy were living and talking now was some extreme persecution and things coming. But um, in First Timothy, Second Timothy one, uh, let's see where's it? Verse eight, halfway through verse eight, you know, he's talking about not being ashamed of prison, not mm-hmm. being ashamed of what what you're doing. He says, "But be partaker of the afflictions of the gospel." And I think of you know the hip socket that kind of being afflicted there. Sure. And and the whole turning of his life, the gospel, the good news that we can change and we can be in him. So be not be thou, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, mm-hmm. changing your name from being the scoundrel that he was to being of God now. However you want to say, prince of God or governed by God or. Right. And he's called us to a holy calling, not according to our works, again, the cutting of the flesh, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before the world began, but is now manifest by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who has abolished death, thank you, and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. That immortality is incorruptibility. Like that's what the the actual Greek is given the idea of is something that's unable to be corrupted, mm. which is really cool because we are still in a corruptible state. Sure, you know, but mm-hmm. it's something that we have to look forward to on Less that day. day. Right. Well, and I'm sure Jacob, and even Jacob, beyond yeah. the point of it being a reminder, is every day he's like, oh, oh, this body, <laughs> this body. When am I going to get out of this body? Yeah. yeah. Because we see him at the end of his life, he's being pulled around in a in a cart, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. So I mean, he's old, but you know, just saying. Wagon wheels. Hmm. So do we have we? I think we could probably do one more song. Okay. I'll just pray. So we thank you for our uh, our time tonight. We thank you for your uh, your word. Just. Lord, it's so relevant to uh, to our lives. Lord, just seeing um, in Jacob how uh, how we ourselves are going back and forth between trust and doing things in our flesh. Um, we just pray that you would help us to cling to you. Um, Lord, we pray that uh, somewhat scary prayer that you would do what it takes to cause us to uh, to pray and cling and wrestle with you. Um, and we know, Lord, that it's all for your, for your glory, that we may be called uh, your people, that your kingdom may be uh, established in our lives as well as uh, in the world in a greater way um, before you come. And we just uh, we thank you, Lord, that uh, you promised, made great promises to us. Just help us to remember those. Um, again, Lord, we thank you so much that you've condescended, that you've come down to our level uh, in the person of your Son, and that you still dwell with us as in your, by your spirit, each one of us. Thank you for our time tonight, in Jesus' name. Thanks again for listening to the Sermon Podcast of Calvary Chapel of Mercer County. If you would like more information about the church, its ministries, its worship services, or its small groups, please visit ccmercer.com or download the church app to your phone.